This is Go Powercat publisher Tim Fitzgerald, and we appreciate you listening to the Powercat podcast. You can now subscribe to our podcast with iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, among many others. Or you can just come to gopowercat.com and use the megaphone.fm player. And remember, K-State fans, you can get 30% off an annual subscription to gopowercat.com. Complete, independent, professional coverage of Kansas State sports. With analysis and commentary, you will find nowhere else. Now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the PowerCat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the PowerCat Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. It's football season in the Flint Hills. It's finally here. Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Gates, Zach Carlson with another edition of the Power Cat podcast from GoPowerCat.com. We're sponsored by The Fridge Wholesale Liquor. When you're in town, make sure you stop in the fridge. Say hi to Kevin and everyone there. If you need party essentials, including the liquid form, get to the fridge. Right there at the corner of this and that in the old Blockbuster. Liquid form as opposed to? Well, they got cups and lemons and limes. I mean, I don't want to drive business away from the fridge, but it's like I feel like you're not just going to a liquor store to pick up things like that. Well, I said party essentials, including the liquid form, didn't I? You said if... Yeah, yeah don't don't said. argue with me. I I know my fridge wholesale liquor. I mean, yeah, sure. If you want to go buy lemons, yeah, no, why not? But a lot of people don't know that. I wonder if they have salsa. I think they do. I wonder if they have a select. I hope they have a selection of salsa. No, I, I mean, I think it's just like the the Fritos. Um, like dip in a can type thing. Or Tostitos, not Fritos. So basically what you can get everywhere else. Yeah, like grocery store. I think, Kevin, if you're listening, I think the fridge should come out with their own salsa. Homemade canned salsa at the fridge. They'd be their thing. Don't invest too much into it. Just do you. Do what you do. Huh. That sounds like a good... Why don't we have salsa? That'd be like us having salsa. Come to GoParacat.com. Get our salsa. I like saying salsa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got to go to a football practice this week. Then we had a press conference. We're recording this on Thursday morning and Friday. We have a media day. And then next Monday, we have more media availability. I'm already ready for summer. Or is it Tuesday next week? <laughs> it's yeah. Tuesday next week. <clears throat> yeah, it's amazing. It's it's great for fans. I mean, it's great for us, but that means it's great for you guys, the listeners and our VIP subscribers. <clears throat> Do we have questions about the Power Chat? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. We got the first one in. Zach's polishing the second one with Eric Stone Street. Shh, Indeed. They're, they're live videos. So, oh, yeah. Eric's sitting here listening. <laughs> yeah, all four are in the can. I like the fact that the guy complained about the microphone placement in part one of the Chris Kleiman <laughs> interview, and we corrected it in part two, which was already recorded. Yeah. Like how I didn't tell him. Neither one of us told him. Oh, we fixed it. I, like, I think I typed something up, but I don't think that I actually submitted it. The, <laughs> the, like, the, sign, find out. the power chat sign might be. Oh, it's got to move. 
Well, it, it's not moving this season. <laughs> yeah, it's not moving season 1.1. It's it's all in the can, and so is my chair angle and my head angle. And, uh, well, you know, we got a few things to work out, but we're really excited about the Power Chat. If you're not a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com, now's the time to do it. Football season's here. The Chris Kleiman era is going to be fascinating, and you have a lot to learn and a lot to know about this football team, the kind of stuff you can only find behind the paywall at GoPowerCat.com. We do lots of free stuff for the fans. If you enjoy K-State football, including this podcast, come to GoPowerCat. We've got stuff for you. But if you really want next level, next level stuff, uh, that's what the subscriptions are for. Some guy took a shot at pay sites. I'm like, well, what's it bother you if there's pay sites? And, you know? Everything is about to be a pay site. Everything essentially is a pay site. Even the Kansas City Star is becoming a pay site. Uh, it's, it, people have to make a living. It's like, I don't know what this guy does, but let's say uh, he's an architect. And, you know, I want him to design a house for me. I'm like, well, what do you mean this is? I got to pay for this. Should this be free? (laughs) I I don't understand that. Behind the paywall is different. It's a different existence. And I'm not, and it's just, it's not just a go park at the athletic, other pay sites. You get a different type of of, uh, coverage when you go ahead and do a pay site. And that's what we're proud of at Go Powercat, including the Power Chat. The four this season are Chris Kleiman, it's already up, Eric Stone Street, Joe Hall, the new director of student athlete development for football and former running back and a very fascinating life story. And then, of course, a guy named Skylar Thompson. All at GoPowerCat.com. 30% off a subscription. And if you're listening to the podcast, remember to go uh, give us a uh, review. Five star. Five, five, five star review. Five star rating. Look. We get we get a one star once in a while, and you can tell they haven't really listened to the podcast, <laughs> or they well they take a shot at Marcus Watts, who has been on the podcast only over the Fourth of July in the entire what, year plus. Some people are mad that we Correct. talk about our sponsors. Yeah, he talks about alcohol. Well, that's what the fridge sells. <laughs> Fine, we'll just start talking about the chips and the the lemons from now on, and the diet coke. That's all we're going to talk about. It's beautiful. Yeah, we you know uh, this is what we do on the PowerCat podcast. We take your questions from Wabash Station. Another benefit of being a subscriber, you can hop into the the podcast thread and ask your questions. And let's get rolling with the questions from Wabash Station. Here's Zach from the WTC Gig Powered Studios. From GT Cat, as much as the tight end seems to be a staple in the Messingham NDSU offense, does this roster have the proper depth to truly run a system that way for a full season? I mean. If if you're gonna have guys go down, I I don't think you're in great shape. But I mean that goes for any position, really. I mean, there's plenty of tight ends on the roster. How many tight ends do you need? I think they have three tight ends that can play right now. They've got uh, Nick. I think they've got four. Okay. They have Nick Lenners, Blaze Gammon. I think you can throw Sammy Wheeler in yes. there. And I think you could. Mm, I think, I think you can put Fox in there. I think Connor Fox will be there. He's just not there right now. Okay. As the yeah. season progresses, let's say they get into some injuries. He's certainly a guy that could burn his redshirt or use his four games at a well-timed. It's going to be almost. Uh, I think we got a question about this. It's going to be fascinating to watch how they use these four games. You got to do you hold on to them just in case there's injuries late. It's like playing a game. That's you know you got your cards and when do you play them. It's uno for coaches. It's always been my opinion of it, and I say always as if this has been a long-time rule. It's It's been my opinion that you should hold on to it 
until the end. And if you haven't used them, use them in the last three to four games. And then you can take, you know, because we always heard Coach Snyder always talk about how the bowl practices are essentially practices for those new guys or those younger guys. Well, then they get to have four games and potentially bowl practices, and it just keeps them rolling. Yeah, it really does. It really does. That, in fact, uh, the little known fact about relegates, those were his first words as a baby. That sentence right there about the use of the redshirt rule. I've always said it. Oh, he's always said it. Like I've been saying. <laughs> From Kned, can Dalton Schoen be used as basically a pass-catching tight end in two tight end sets? I, I know what you're after here. Uh, you run a risk putting him in an actual tight end spot at the snap. You might start him there and move him out. There's going to be one of the, sorry, I'm over water. Man, it's we, very, we, very audible. Up, we've set up our uh, headphones differently so we can hear better what you're hearing. And I just opened a bottle of water and it sounded like liftoff. Uh, there's going to be a lot of motion in this office. It's one of the things fans are going to have to get used to. Snyder 1.0 fans, you know, the old school fans saw a lot of motion in what he did. He did a lot of five receiver sets and motion. And even when they had Michael Bishop, he'd rearrange people so that they could move defenders around so that it would open up running lanes for the quarterback run game. You're going to see motion. The motion is intended to make the defense not only move, maybe get out of position, but also for the quarterback to read exactly what kind of defense they're in as uh, guys, if they follow receivers or if they, you know, stay in their spots. And uh, I can see shown starting at those, a tight end spot or in the slot, an H back, H back spot, and then move out of it before the snap. You don't want him to be in a position where he's got to do tight end things. No, that's a problem. He's not a tight end. No. From catchy cat. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the website. Welcome to the website. What are your thoughts on Malik Knowles' potential impact this season? Uh, for me, Malik Knowles is an interesting card. Malik Knowles and Sebastian Taylor are both interesting cards. The- well, look, <clears throat> let me just say this. We get to go to practice now. This is why it's valuable. We go to practice. We're on the field. They're in, they were in, in, like, pants, and they're still not wearing pads as of Monday. They're wearing them now. Yeah. But you get to see the kid. You know, that's what I'm saying. You get it, You get to see what they look like. These dudes are put together. Javaston Taylor's impressive. Malik Knowles is no slouch. These are a different form of receiver that I think this offense is going to use. I think Malik has the quickness, the elusiveness, the shiftiness that you like out of a a receiver that can also act as a returner type. You know that kind that kind of athlete. I think Sebastian has the body you want out of a receiver. I find it very odd that. Not one person has mentioned Sebastian Taylor yet, but they've been kind of raving about Malik Knowles. Skyler said that Malik Knowles has the highest ceiling of anyone on the team. That's big. So uh, I, I I think that Malik's probably going to get utilized probably like second most, if I'd had to guess. I do. I mean, I think Dalton will probably end up being the leading receiver just because I think he'll be the most consistent, most productive receiver, but I think Malik will probably get the second most targets. That's kind of where I'm at. From K-State Legion, that's another new one, right? Yeah. 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 Welcome. Do you see Kleiman moving Chris Heron to wide receiver if they become thin <laughs> enough at the position? I, I think Chris Heron is going to be a wide receiver. I don't know if he'll be a wide receiver this season, but yeah, I think you're exactly right. 
if something goes wrong at receiver, Heron will go out there. I mean, he admitted in the first press conference after practice started that he's going out there some in practice. Some of these quarterbacks won't be quarterbacks. I'm just telling you, they really won't. They're recruiting athletes. He's done other things. He's a great athlete. They, typical high school, you put your best athlete at, at quarterback. So <clears throat> this is – I can see Heron being a receiver in this offense. And for now, they're going to let him be quarterback and just make sure. They're going to make sure that they're good at quarterback, that they can afford to move someone. I, I think if they had their way, they would move Holcomb – to the tight end and <clears throat> excuse me and Heron to uh to receiver but then that thins out that spot way too much so I think there's there's some possibilities on the table don't read into coaches comments too much about you know well he's a quarterback we want him to be a quarterback that's what you say to a kid when he gets to campus you want to tell him he has a chance to play quarterback because that's what he was recruited to play you don't come in, hey, I know that you committed to play quarterback, but uh, screw you, you're a receiver now. You you want the kid to come to the realization that, hey, I'm fifth on the depth chart. Yes. Which is what he is. Do you think he's below Lewis? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Where did Nick Oss come from? Is that a question coming up? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You want the kid to realize that. They've got a pile up at running back because they recruited four in this freshman class. they got, you know, the three guys we've expect to play a couple other guys in the system there's a pile up at running back and i'm telling you two of those guys if not three of those guys are not running backs i lied nick Ost isn't in here so let's talk about it real quick what the hell <laughs> yeah. i don't mean it as a dig at nick Ost. i just didn't see it coming <clears throat> well i'd heard good things about him you know he was a scout team player of the year and yeah it was interesting that uh he seems to have clicked with this offense. We all assumed Holcomb was a solid number two. I mean, he's a freak athlete. He's, you know, you can just look at him. My God. You wanted him to be number two. But in watching practice, man, he, he still has problems with it, – it's one thing to sit there and play catch with someone. It's another thing to drop back and throw a ball to someone coming off a break. And he, if, if his receivers were two feet tall, he was hitting them in the numbers. Almost every pass I saw. So there's some problems there that, you know, uh, he's just not quite getting it done. But I guess they, they feel like Nick Oss is a, you know, he's physically at what, 6'5. He looks apart and, you know, he might fit this offense pretty well. More of a pro style offense with a little running involved. But that, that it really helps him if they want to move a guy like Heron, that Ost is so good. But this also could be the classic Bill Snyder. Nick Ost is number two. Nick Ost is number two. Yeah. You know, we got, and, and it just, it's, he is legitimately number two, but really they're trying to light a fire under the young guy who has obvious physical talents that other people don't have that, hey, pay attention to details, little things, and, and you will be back up there. We'll see how that plays out. From GT Cat. If the running back by committee is productive this season, which coach will deserve more credit, Brian Anderson or Connor Riley? This is a good question. Give it to me again. Uh, if if the running back by committee is productive this season, which coach deserves more credit, Brian Anderson or Connor Riley? So who's it go to credit to, the running backs or the blockers? Uh 
Well, you know, Here, it's hard to can I say parse this? that out. James Gilbert is not a bad running back. People look at Ball State and go, it's Ball State. The other guys. He rushed for like 1,300 yards at Ball State. Yeah. The only reason we were down on him in the spring is because he didn't know the damn playbook. He's a good running back. Where was Kareem Hunt from? Uh, Toledo. Toledo. Sorry, I just screwed up Ohio City's again. Not like it matters. They're both pretty, eh, whatever. And if you're a good running back, you're a good running back. I mean, look at the NFL. You just look around the NFL, there's a bunch of guys that didn't play at major schools that are functioning pretty well in the league. And even Jordan Brown's been here a month, and they're already like, I'm, I'm yeah, the dude him. can play football. I'm going to call him Jordan. I'm just going to do it. I Okay, this feels like a Bruce Weber, Kamal, Kamal thing, where Climate keeps saying Jordan. Well, they said it's Jordan. Jordan. They said it's Jordan, but it's... It's spelled Jordan. There's no way it's Jordan. I'm sorry. It's not Jordan. It shouldn't be. If it was Jordan, it'd be an A or a Y or anything other than an O. We need an investigation. Go Powercat investigation. Insert what the hell's going on with the names? Insert the files theme. We can ask him on Friday. Okay. Hard-hitting journalism coming I Friday think, I think the credit probably... I would say Brian Anderson. Yeah. You've got a bunch of parts. And this is my takeaway. I'm kind of ruining my own VIP piece that'll be more in depth. But my takeaway on the running backs is they are very happy with the pile of parts they have. They have a lot of great parts. What they need to figure out is how those parts fit together. Who does what? Do we have a main guy, or do we really have a rotation of three, four guys, two guys? Who's in their short yardage? Who's in there more in a passing situation? Who's a better pass protector? Think of all those things a running back does, and they're trying to sort that out in this short of time to be a fully functional offense. Because as you know, as an educated fan, you can look good on first and second down and and be in third and one, but if someone misses a block or anything, a running back can screw everything. Even if you're going to situational, they better know exactly what their skill sets are. That's a lot to learn as quickly as possible. I think Gilbert will be the starter. I just have the feeling he's the most experienced. Brown comes in with some experience, but he left North Carolina for a reason. He was kind of stuck in a rut there, didn't fit what they were going to do with Mac Brown. Uh, which I don't understand what they're going to do. Um, and Gilbert was playing. Gilbert played a lot of snaps. He's been on watch lists. Guy's good. And then Harry Trotter comes in and, and you know, yeah, he's a walk-on, but now he's on scholarship, and he earned that scholarship because he does things, and I think he's going to be more, um, you know, the physical blocking guy if they want to kind of have a pseudo H-back slash running back I'm so excited, people. I All the different things they can do with personnel, it makes Nickel State so tangible. It makes it so important to go to Nickel State or watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Remember that. And, and really study how they use personnel and study how they move people around. It's going to be really, really fun to see something different, see something unexpected, and to study the parts and, and really – one of the, the, the top storyline I'm looking at is what is going on with these running backs? How will they use them? Who's, who's the guy? Who's in on passing? Who blocks? 
Who goes into the goal line? I have a feeling Winston Demo will show up. Heck yeah. And let's also say this about the offensive line, though. Dude, Connor Riley. I was stuck to the table. I got so involved there, I was stuck to the table. Connor Riley is a good offensive line coach, and he's going to do very good things with this offensive line. I believe that. But let's not act like he's inheriting a pile of scrubs. He's inheriting three guys that started every game last year. He's getting a guy that was on the ESPN All-Bowl team in the Cactus Bowl in in Nick Kaltmeyer, and he has some options for that fifth spot. He has good offensive linemen. This offensive line was clicking late in the year. He lost Dalton Reisner. That's it. I mean, he lost. Yes, he lost Abdul Beecham, and I liked I liked Beecham personally, but he wasn't very good last year. He wasn't good last year, and he's actually been effective in training camp. So and it shows how good Coach Dickey coached him up. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is that I think whereas you have to give him some credit. It's not as if he's doing 100% of the work if the offensive line is good. Does that make sense? They're, they're radically different positions. One coach inherited good parts, known parts, parts that fit together, and really only one question at a guard spot that they're sorting out. And the other coach, you know, it's like someone just dumped a bunch of toys at his feet. Here, which one do you want to play with? And that will be very fun to watch how it sorts out as, as we move on. But I'm telling you, it's it's exciting. I'm excited for the first games, and I hope people show up, man. Ticket sales aren't great. People are being cautious. Time to put down your guard. Go invest. You invested a lot of emotion in Coach Snyder, even when, let's be blunt, you were done doing it. You still did it. You went to the games. Well, now you're going to see something fresh and exciting, and I think you probably should show up too. From AZCAT05, who do you think is the furthest along at this point, offense or defense? I mean, I think the defense, just because they had less holes to replace, they have less leaders. I mean, you have you have two senior, no, three seniors on the defensive line. You have a senior safety. You have a senior linebacker. One guy that should be, a, another guy that should be a senior linebacker. I mean, you are a very experienced defense. The defense, they... They lost a couple guys, but they didn't take they didn't take the hit they're going to take next year. I promise you that. I realize that assembling our defensive depth chart. That, Damn, that's their big that's their big push is to get guys ready for next year. Yeah, they they returned so many guys, even with Justin Hughes getting hurt. I mean, then you get Elijah Sullivan as a starter. Well, hell, he was a starter before. I mean, Justin Hughes replaced him. <clears throat> I, the, they they really have ten positions set on defense. Yeah. Or not 10 positions, 10 guys. Walter Neal, I said this on uh, Sports Talk on WIBW on Wednesday. He's like the, the plug in the dam. Whatever is your biggest hole, you plug him in. And right now it's cornerback. Right now they're trying to sort out at cornerback what exactly is going on there. Why, you know, they they need someone to step up and they feel better about what they have at nickel, which right now is Jonathan Durham. And that position still in question. I think they're trying to get some other guys to come along. And if that doesn't work out and a corner steps up, Walter Neal goes back to nickel. And then, you know, one of those other corners starts along AJ, alongside A.J. Parker. But they have 10 guys they know are going to start. Basically, you need a guy like a guy like Lance Robinson, if he could step up and take a corner. 
then you could slide Walt back to the nickel. Or if you get Jerron McPherson or Jonathan Alexander or Tyron Lewis to step up, I know asking freshmen to step up is a lot, but if you get one of those guys to plug in a nickel, then you could pull Walt down a corner. I'm still a little nervous about, I love Walt. I think he's a good player. I think he's an awesome kid, but I am very nervous about having a five foot eight, five foot not. He's shorter than me. I swear to God, he's, he's shorter than me. He's called Peanut. 176 pounds soaking wet playing cornerback. I'm just a little nervous. Well, I'm more nervous about playing nickel in this system because <clears throat> the nickels are in the linebacker room. The nickel is really the, the Sam linebacker. I mean, they won't admit it, but that's that's it's what it is. I mean, it's a hybrid safety corner linebacker, but it's not quite the same nickel that we saw with Coach Snyder. That was really, they used a cornerback slash light safety, a David Garrett, those type of guys in there that they had to be real physical. Walt can do that, but would they love Jonathan Alexander with that body and that size to step up a real hybrid cover safety, corner, linebacker type, that's ideal. And looking at Tyrone Lewis, I think he might be a freshman that if he makes a breakthrough could step into a nickel spot because that dude's put together. And if he can run and cover and hit, basically do everything you need to do on defense, uh, he'll he'll probably step in. From Herdes Joe, are the real backups and depth, is there real backups and depth or at least enough for now? In general, I guess, yeah. No. And the front seven of the defense or front six? Yeah. They're, linebacker's a little scary. Defensive line has got a two-deep plus. Yeah. they got The two-deep can all play. If you got Kyle Ball coming off and Boom Massey yeah. coming off the bench, and defensive <laughs> end, you got some dudes that can play. Jordan Mitty's your backup defensive tackle. You're going to be okay. Yeah. I, it's really impressive what they have along that defensive front. Most of the problem with this team is just sorting out that depth. You know, we, we did the uh, – on Thursday we put out the offensive and defensive depth charts for this team. As we see them right now. But they're not depth charts. They're the starters that we put right. out. In a VIP piece on Friday, we will be doing what we project as a depth chart. And it gets more dicey when you look at that. That's a little bit more unknown on that depth chart because, you know – you get a new staff, and everyone can't remember when you're talking to people that that know things. Whether even if they're coaches, you don't get all the. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention this kid who was a walk on, who all of a sudden is in the depth chart because he's that good. There's there's some guys there. Noah Johnson, watch out. He played a Butler. He came to K State as a student. I don't know if his intention was to walk on. But he didn't. He was all-conference in the Jayhawk League and came out for spring football, and he might start at guard and backup center. I mean, that, that happens when you get a new coach. Last question of the first half from Dirty Randy 77 <laughs> If you were doing fantasy football with this 2019 team, who would be your first-round pick? Really good question because you have to know how to play fantasy football. Skyler Thompson is not the pick. He's a quarterback. I don't, don't and I disagree. Football. Never uh, take a quarterback until the third or fourth round at the earliest. Yeah, so you want to take a whole bunch of wide receivers and running backs so that you don't know who the guy's going to be? Absolutely. Yeah, you take, you take Skyler. It's a full PPR. Come on. Who would you take? I think I would go for Dalton Schoen because I think he's he's going to lead the team in receptions 
there's a good chance of leading in yards. And if it's a half point or a full point PBR, he's going to have the most. That's not a dog. Taking a quarterback in the first round, I will kill your team. I will destroy you. You will have no depth that wider. Because if you're talking about you don't know who the guy's going to be at running back on the wide receiver, fine. Then you're getting the scrub of you don't know who it's going to be when you draft them in the third and fourth round. I've taken Dalton Schoen. Then I'm taking James Gilbert. Then I'm taking How did tight ends fit potentially in? Nick Lenners. How did tight ends fit in? Same way. Yeah. We should keep track for the whole season. I guarantee you Skylar Thompson would not be the number one fantasy football player on this team. I guarantee it. But I think that if, if let's say, I took Skylar and you took someone else, let's do whoever, a fantasy my, draft. whoever my scraps are with Skylar are still going to beat you. All right, let's do a fantasy draft. We'll point it on Sundays. We'll see who wins. With the first round pick, Tim Fitzgerald takes Scott Frowns. Well, you will get zero points. That's what we need to talk to you about fantasy football. Well, Dalton Reisner almost scored a touchdown last year, so <laughs> not the worst pick. He should have gotten points for that. <laughs> I love how everybody was like, oh, they should give it to him. And in all reality, it's like, that was a very legal play. Nothing about that deserved points. <laughs> but he's a nice guy. Let's give him points. <laughs> That's it for the first half of the PowerCat Podcast, sponsored by Fritz Wholesale Liquor. This segment was brought to you by Tanners. When you're in Aggieville, stop in Tanners. Say hi to Jeremy and Charlie and the rest of the gang. It's the perfect place to watch that first game if you're not at the stadium. We'll be right back. The gang will return with more of the PowerCat Podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to Fitz on the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast, brought to you by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. We're here in the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Football season is upon us. August, beautiful August. Usually you don't celebrate August in Kansas. I'm not really. Except it hasn't been, July was ungodly. Now August has cooled down, and we've got rain. At least rain today. Knock on wood that it cooled down. Man. 
So many media opportunities. If you don't know, we're going to have two a week. We've got media day on Friday. It's a little bit different than the Coach Snyder media day. Wait, two a week in the season or two a week in the fall camp? In the fall camp. I think we're going to have three a week in the season from what I hear. Does that mean three lunches a week? No, I think probably zero. What? Because they're going to divide it up so much. Why feed us? <clears throat> I mean, they, they give us lunch on media day because we're there for like. No, our, they don't. They never give us lunch not, on, media on, media, on Tuesday media days during the oh. season. Because we're there for hour and a half or something, and it happens over the noon hour. So they yeah. give us lunch. Yeah, we should just do everything over the noon hour. So we get free lunch? Yeah. That's why we're in this profession. The snacks. I didn't I didn't get into it for the actual writing or anything like that. We didn't get into it for the money. I know you guys didn't. I pay you. <laughs> See, Can we please have some more? <laughs> this please, is my theory. Sir. I always share uh, with people. With media, people that deal with the media, whether it's an athletic director, sports information, even some coaches, that sports writers are like bears. You, if you want us to come around, you got to put food out, but eventually we'll turn on you and tear your tent down. Don't leave your poo on the ground. No. Wait. Yeah. I, I, Hang it in a tree. That way we can't get to it. The poo is metaphorical for... Dirty laundry. Oh, I thought you meant poo. No, oh. not actual. That's weird. I didn't. Think I mean, like hanging in a tree. That way, we can't find it and write a story about it. Have you ever hung your poo in a tree? No, I haven't. No, I only know that because I watch Wild Hogs. <laughs> you also shouldn't uh, wear deodorant. The bears are around. You don't wear real deodorant, anyways, anymore. Apparently, I wear. Th- you wear deodorant. You it's just perfectly fine. I'll have you smell my pits after this podcast. Just tell me about his organic. Like I posted on Facebook. I shared it with the world. He doesn't on Facebook. I was telling him. Oh, that's right. He got off Facebook. I mean, I have a Facebook. When was the last time you checked your Facebook? Uh, I cleared my notifications last time I got on to check the company Facebook and post. Yeah, I think it's real annoying. I woke up with 10 Facebook notifications this morning. I'm like, who died? I think I had like 80, but most of them were just the Go Power Cat. Yeah, go give us a like on Facebook. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Follow blow us on up, Twitter. Blow up my notifications some more. <laughs> Subscribe yeah. to us on YouTube. Drop us a five-star rating on Apple Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I Subscribe to the website. I'll, I'll give us a rating. Any, any you know, Apple podcast is... The top one, but if yeah. you're on something else, give us five stars. I love it when give, I get on Facebook and I can see no, when someone no, give us five stars, please. Okay, okay. <laughs> I get on Facebook and I can see someone uh, has like they've got on Facebook for the first time and they see that we dumped a bunch of story links onto there because I get five notifications from one person. This person liked your link. This person liked your link. Oh, thank you for reading the site. <laughs> they should really split everything, kind of like Twitter. You should be able just to log into. Each one. Yeah, it's yeah. annoying. It amazing. really is annoying. Or, or mute notifications. Something. I don't need to know everyone that's liked all of our links. I, well, I've got... But we I, like that you like our links. No, yeah, keep liking them, please. Like, I'm not trying to discourage you from liking them. I've got, I'm the admin on the Drive account, too, and, and I still haven't set up a Blue Shamrock for my nonprofit. That's got to go up here pretty soon. I'm going to have three pages I'll be a moderator on. When I was like 12, David Bueller, the Cowboys kicker, missed a game-winning field goal. And I made a Facebook page. It's like, we hate David Bueller. a boy. And about once a week, I get a notification. <laughs> it says, we, ha- we hate David Bueller has one more view. Not a like, a view. And I'm like, I've tried. I've looked to disable this account a million different ways, and I cannot find it. <laughs> Back to the bear thing. If a coach <laughs> bangs some pots and pans at us, would we run away? <laughs> 
<laughs> I probably I I'd if it probably, was Van Malone, I would. <laughs> I'd probably leave, but I'm not sure I'm capable of running away. If Van Malone came out swinging pots and pans at me, I'd get as far the hell away as I could. I'd go up to him. To I could not run him either. The Frank Stare scared some reporters off. Yeesh. Bill Snyder started banging pots and pans in the last couple seasons. He, he wasn't. I could happy. outrun Tui. I could outrun B.A. I could outrun the running back coach. Yeah. You can outrun. Iron. I feel comfortable saying that. <laughs> um, what do you think about Buddy Wyatt? Do you think he's in good shape? Oh, no. He, uh, no, he's got bad knees. Okay. I could outrun Buddy. Maybe Scotty Hazelton, but something tells me he's tracked down a cougar in the wild before, so and and killed it. Yeah, with his teeth and his bare hands. Yeah, yeah, like he bit the cougar's throat out. <laughs> it just it just came up with blood all over his beard, and then he looks at the cougar and went, "I'm Scotty Hazelton." Why is he Irish? He's Irish now. He's Scottish. <laughs> I don't know. So get into the high low. <laughs> I ate the high yesterday. It was delish. Stayed there for three hours talking to buddies. And I came in the office. And said, My times have changed. Usually when I ran into a buddy at the high-low or one of other of my favorite establishments in Aggieville, I did not drink Sprite or Sierra Mist. I was into other things supplied by the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Sponsors this podcast, supplies the high-low. Here's your questions from Wildfast Station. From Wildcat Pilot 88, how is the four-game redshirt rule regulated and enforced? How does the NCAA know if a freshman runs down on a kickoff team one too many games? Well, they don't, but an opponent will find it out. They'll f- people watch so much film, they'll go, hold on, whoa. You do have to submit participation charge, charts. You, It's not worth the penalty. No. You would get... I mean, that's using an illegal player. I feel like a, the player would say something, kind of like last year with the Malik Knowles and <laughs> all of that. That was a situation. <laughs> like, hey, I'm at four. There's one game remaining. I ain't going. Man, that's that's when I knew things weren't good. Yeah. When they just didn't even even pay attention to that. Now, let me put a new rule. I don't like it, so I'm going to ignore it. Let me put it this way. If, and I'm not picking on him, I'm just pulling somebody out of the hat here that we won't really talk about. He's not pulling anyone out of a hat. If Ben Driver, this the freshman defensive back from Salina Central, was on kickoff team one time a game and he accidentally got thrown in for a fifth time, I don't think it... And K-State was like, oh, hey, let's not report the fifth game. I don't think they would know. I don't think somebody would turn him in because it'd be one kickoff. That said, they're not going to do it. They're not going to push the limits. Because, because if they did get caught, it's just not worth it. Right. That, that reminds me of Ellis Rainsberger back in the day when he had freshman games. It was like a JV. K-State, at the some of the worst seasons he's ever had, got on probation because he was playing guys in freshman games under fake names. <laughs> To not mess with their, and then they play the varsity games, the real games. I've always wondered, like, if you had a guy that kind of physically looked like another guy on the team, you know, you know, like DJ Reed wasn't here anymore. Like, say, you had someone uh, that looked just like Alex Delton and wore his number. Jaron Lewis, what? Wow, guys, 
All right. In you guys will notice this when you see him in pads and jersey. You will think it's Alex Delton, and I don't mean that just because he's wearing number five and is a quarterback. And he's it's his coloring, his build, everything. He looks I when you can't see his it face, it looks he looks just like him. It's it was freaky. We walked on all of us walked on the field and went, say what? Who's quarterback number five? I thought it was Alex. I legitimately thought it was Alex Delton on the field. And I'm like, what is going on? It's freaky. From BK Big Fish 81 I've heard you talk a lot about how Bill Snyder and Chris Kleiman are similar maybe in philosophy, but they are truly polar opposites in some ways. I heard Kleiman say he was so in the zone he didn't even recognize media at practice. Then you have Bill picking out Jerry Jones in his suite at Cowboys Stadium. Do you see any positives or negatives with Kleiman's approach? Well, Bill picked him out like in the very first guys taking the field. Like they'd just come out. So in fairness, but Bill did notice that stuff. If we were there at practice, Bill would have. Oh, yeah. I mean, he would, he would send guys up if you were like just a fan walking around Bramlage and you were like, oh, hey, football practice, stand on the ledge. I, I love it. I, I spoke to a woman. I think she was from Bennington. She'd read about the open practice. So she thought it was a fan thing on Monday. Did you uh, know it's a woman that came in late? No. Yeah, just wandered down. She was there watching practice. And then, you know, they when we rushed out, someone finally said, this, this was a media opportunity. She talked to me and said, oh, I'm not in trouble. And I said, well, you would have been shot under Bill Snyder. You would have had a red dot all of a sudden under your chest. Like, I didn't see this lady. That's funny. She got to see a little practice. But, yeah, it's so funny. There's no guards. I, I mean that, if you're not familiar, I mean that truthfully. He would have students arrayed around the stadium, making sure nobody was coming in or in a suite. or It was like. Area 51. It was crazy. And this was the opposite. There was literally nobody watching the gate. You could have driven your car in. You could have brought your RV in and set up a picnic area and started watching. And then maybe they would have come and watched. That said, I don't think it's... I understand the question. No, I don't think it's an issue that he doesn't care about the media because he's so focused on the team. You know? I think it... I think it says more positives that he said, I was so worried about what I had to do that I didn't. Because, all right, let's be real. What did we take away from that practice? We were able to take away that, you know, Nick Ost was maybe the number two. We were able to see guys physically kind of watch them in their position groups. But they didn't run plays while we were there. They didn't go, you know, there was no injuries or anything. I'd be shocked to see an injury in anything we're ever able to see. So, like... Well, how if you got injured in one of the drills we saw, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I I just I don't really see a lot of of issue with Coach Kleiman being whatever about the media because there's nothing to worry about, and that's what we try to say for years. There's nothing to worry about. We're not going to give away any game secrets. <laughs> like that's just not going to be a thing. They were on the grass fields. One of the things that Coach changed with so much was he just stopped using the grass fields. I mean, think about the wear and tear on the stadium turf. Uh, with every practice on that turf, think of the wear and tear on the guys. I mean, that's there's a difference. So, I, honestly, I didn't see climbing. Yeah, I only saw him once. I was so focused on what was right in front of me, watching running backs, receivers, quarterbacks. I was kind of on the offensive 
side of things that, you know, the big guys were away from us. Um, I didn't even see climbing. I wanted to say, well, I didn't see you either. So, huh. <laughs> <laughs> from Purple Powerhouse. Something else has struck me about Kleiman. He bears a lot of similarity to Snyder in some good ways, but without all of the stupid maddening and unnecessary hang-ups, do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean, in the in the put your nose down, focus on your work, take care of business type of mindset, yes. Uh, yeah. I, but they're different. Coach Snyder had a reason for why he did everything when he got here. There was a reason why. Um, people were actually going out and spying on practice back in the day. I mean, there was kind of a Wild West thing. You, you'd hide recruits in hotel rooms. You'd, you know, you do all kinds of stuff that you just don't do anymore. You just don't do it anymore. And I'm fine. My mic's moving around on its own. It's kind of possessed. Um, so I understand why Coach did everything. My mom has this great theory about people when they age, and she calls it the more so. Whatever you do when you're younger, the older you get, it's more so. You do, you do more of it, and he got that way. It got it got to be just ridiculous. He always said it was was to prevent distractions, but it became a distraction. He was so focused on all this other stuff. And and he was a unique man in the fact that he could system process so much stuff. You know, coaches would tell the great story where I never saw him paying much attention to my position group, and yet at the end of practice I had complete notes from Coach Snyder with everything that went on, and every coach got him. How the hell does he have notes within minutes of practice for everyone? How is that even possible? I, I mean, he was a remarkable man, but I think as – as it went on, it it just all became, you know, really, come on. I mean, the same music, everything, just come on. It, fans just, even the ones who thought he should get to stay as long as he want, wants, almost admit by that statement that it became an obligation to be a fan because of Coach Snyder. You should be a fan because you want it. It's fun. Just, it's going to be fun again, particularly if they start winning. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to feel like those early days if they go out and win eight games. Do I think they will? I doubt it. That's a lot to ask. But it's going to feel fresh, exciting, new, bring back some of the joy. It used to be so fun to go to road games or bowl games, and there would be so many people that invested their time and their money to go, and then it just started to dwindle, and the people that were there were almost like, well, I've always been doing it. I should just keep doing it. And, you know, I love Coach. So, it, yeah, I think people are going to – it's going to be a refreshing, you know, breath of air, and if they lose, it'll be stinkier. Yeah. Yeah. Also from Purple Powerhouse – do you get the feeling that this staff will actually implement creative and informative play calling, or excuse me, innovative, not informative, innovative play calling and player packages? I mean, I know I know where he's going with the question, and I agree halfway, but they're not going to be running double reverse passes, things like that. Right. I mean, we saw it every once in a while, and then with, under Coach Snyder, and then people would say, well, he's had it in the playbook for years. He's finally going to put it. No. They're, they they 
They will implement new things. They will implement creative things. But creative means two tight ends go out for a pass and you throw to one of them. Or, I, I don't know, you know, I, I could think of a, a bunch of plays right now, but I don't think it's going to be creative in the sense that it's going to be trick plays, but I do think it's going to be creative in a, it's not a halfback run up the middle. It's not a basic pass route that we've seen nine times this game already. Yeah, you'll see a lot of motion, a lot of moving parts, a lot of different personnel. You know, they won't make it obvious with personnel what, what they're going to run, but there will be some things. So does, if Let's say, get back to the question from the first half, Chris Heron at receiver, and they decide they're going to use him. And he's got four games that they want to play him. You know, we, we've talked about this in-house. Who are they going to use the four games on? I find it hard to believe they'll use it on Chris Heron um, just because that means you're taking someone off the field. But maybe they use it because, Chris, here's your two plays. You're going to do this. And it's something set up for your physical gifts. Maybe it's a quick slant because he's a big, strong kid. Run that package. I fully expect at some point, this is how optimistic I am, that Sammy Lemure will play quarterback. <laughs> the The infamous Sammy Lemure package will be put out on the field. Only the real ones know. Yeah, the long-time friends know. From Ricky Tiki Tavi. What are three key details, two interesting facts, and one essential question from the official start of the climbing era this week? Too much thinking. <laughs> Give me three. What? Three what? Three key details. Three key details from the from this Probably, week. Yeah, just practice or okay. the press conference. Three key details. Nick Ost. Key de- okay, Nick Ost. Key detail: the secondary is not yet finalized. No. You're saying no. Yeah, no, I agree with okay. you. Okay. I'm not. like, well, why are we arguing this? We're trying to get to three. <laughs> and uh, they feel good about running back. Yeah. They yeah. don't know who's going to play, but they feel good about it. That's my three. That's our three key details. Next, and two. Two interesting facts. Two interesting you used facts. Up, used up the Nick Austin thing. Two interesting facts would be that they're already experimenting with Chris Aaron somewhere else. God, you're taking all the good ones. Um. And the grass was nice. <laughs> Hasn't been used in years. Let me think. I'm just I'm trying to I'm running through his press conference right now. You should see it. It's like a computer. He's blinking. He's like calculating, playing it back in his head. I can't do it. if he can't. He's a numbers guy, He but he remembers words. But he can't have a distraction because he's awesome. Uh, Okay, can I take one of the interesting facts? Oh, okay, what? We... Can I take one of the the three, drop okay. it down to the two? Oh, <laughs> I, okay, I wanted to say, I was going to say something about the Kenny Givens thing, but, oh, here we go. Interesting fact. Nick Lenners is actually not limited at all by his injury. Yeah. He's wearing a brace, but he's, that's just for He's not limited. And then the, the one essential question. One essential question. That word essential is tough. Um, I think it is, is Scotty Hazleton's beard awesome or nasty? Or you could go with the, uh, the question K-State football put out on Twitter. Who has the better facial hair, Courtney Messingham or Scotty Hazleton? See, that you got to go with Hazleton. But better but can still be, oh. 
Yeah, that's that's tough. That's a lot of information. And, and honestly, Monday's press conference was really depth chart driven. You know, it was our first opportunity at him, so it was. You know, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of just straight information. Not what do you think about this guy or that guy? It was like really depth charty. Mm-hmm. I guess. Last question of the second half from KSU Cat 80. Referring to your power chat, what do you make of all of the coincidences or connections between Coach Kleiman and K-State? Just that, coincidences or connections from a higher power leading to destiny. What was the word? Serendipity. Serendipity. A lot of serendipity in that. <clears throat> I mean, he had so many overlaps with Coach Snyder. I don't know what serendipity <clears throat> means. I'll let you look it up afterwards. Why don't you type oh, it in? Yeah, just bit. Google it now. Um, it, and, and you can read it out loud. Serendipity, the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. How's that? It's fair. Can I have the country There's of origin? There's also a movie. Country of origin, please. Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, I can spell it too. What is the etymology? I don't know. It's, it's a word. It doesn't eat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If I, give, if I give the other one, it starts to get real religious. It, uh, it gets freaky. It really does. It's a little bit freaky. And it's not just with K-State. It's just kind of the whole thing when you find out when he signed with northern iowa out of high school out of columbus catholic and waterloo the ad for northern iowa back then coaches in the 80s could attend signings was bob bolsby and he was there at his signing and he so he was in waterloo and he was friends with his parents it's crazy all the things he goes to the iowa football camp as a quarterback and he's in the throwing line with Bill Snyder. Eventually, he went over and played safety because he knew that was his spot for college. Although, the video of him throwing the ball in practice, that was pretty fundamentally sound. He stared down the defender the entire well, time. Well, he threw it to the defender. <laughs> I couldn't find a receiver at all. He hit the defender in the numbers, and that's troubling. But so I once heard someone say, and it was like, Said so you say it, every time you say something's a coincidence. I say I know now. I know what you name your god. So no, I I I get you. I you know it's and you can look at it from a religious standpoint or just kind uh, of a hippy dippy cosmic. Yeah, I mean it doesn't have to alignment. Be. Um, you know I, that's I tell people if you want to pray for me, that's great. If you want to send me good vibes, that's fine. I, it all counts. It's all kind of the same thing, just defined differently. So he plays for Northern Iowa. They beat Stan Parrish in K-State. So he got to see how miserable the football program was before Coach Snyder firsthand on the field, in the dump of what the stadium was. And then he, of course, wins with Northern Iowa in Coach Snyder's first home game as Kansas State coach. Then he comes in. With a game that, I mean, really changed the fate of two programs. This is all stuff we talked about with Coach Kleiman. They come in for North Dakota State. They win. And without that, I don't think Chris Kleiman, the job's ever open for him to become head coach. They lose. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. And, he, and I think we all who watched that game thought North Dakota State Coach Bowl and his team, they out K-State, K-State. They they did to K-State. They owned the ball. They cut down on penalties. They took away the run game. 
and they were able to piece together the definitive drive that devoured the clock that won the game. It was so K-State done by them. And so I feel really good about this. I feel like this really was kind of in some kind of cosmic alignment that maybe this is the guy that was supposed to be here. It wasn't off the Snyder tree, but by God, we didn't chop the tree down. The tree's just functioning on just in a different way. It's all going to be very familiar and yet different. The same thing I would say if if Jim Levitt had been coach or someone off the coaching tree. But it's going to feel really familiar and fresh. That's it for the second half of the Powercat Podcast, sponsored by Fritz Wholesale Liquor. That segment was from the high-low. Get into the high-low. Oh, man, I had a great piece of pizza. One slice, and you're done. The gang will return with more of the Power Camp Podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back to Fitz of the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back to the Power Cap Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and the final edition of the Overtime as part of this podcast. We're gonna have, what? Yeah, we're going to have to rearrange things a little bit uh, with the segments in the future. I'll, I'll be really honest here, so that we get enough ad placements in. And that's, the podcast is free, so you have to have ads. I mean, nothing is free in life, people. Well, there probably is. Free stuff's free. But, whether it's a free content story or video, there are usually ads associated. My mic moved again. Is this possessed? No. You're just leaning on the table and it threw off the balance. It does. My mic's telling me I'm fat. It's depressing. 
Anyhow, next week, this will be part of a new Friday Overtime podcast. We're going to put the fun back into overtime. That'd be fun overtime. Over fun. I'll have a separate thread for overtime questions. You want to do that? Yeah, because I want people to bring the bring the punches. They know it's all overtime. It'll be it'll be fast. It'll be fun. But you can still ask a serious question or two. Just not just don't make it like who do you think's going to start running back? Because that's for a different Did, podcast. Does one of those we'll talk about sound like between that? us three? Everyone sounds like that in my head, unless I've met them. Dude, I want to know. It's funny, Scotty Hazelton sounds Scottish with an Irish accent to me. Nothing about anything he's ever said sounds Scottish. I am. He looks like a Highlander with that beard. He looks like Chevis. Oh my God! I watched too much. That's my nerdy. Outlander's my nerdy show. Here's is the Bachelor. Hell yeah! He looks like he should be bass fishing or hunting at six a.m. on ESPN two on a Saturday. <laughs> New from GoParacat.com. Doing fun crap with Scotty Hazelton. Like Scotty, uh, what'd you do after the game? Uh, I don't know. I threw went some out, axes. Went out. <laughs> killed found stuff. A mountain lion. Wrestled it. Killed it. Nothing real big. See, this is the great thing about Scotty Hazelton. Go find a Scotty Hazelton photo pre beard. He grows that beard. It's from his, his he's Scotty Badass Hazelton. Pre beard, he's like, oh, what a nice gentleman. What a pleasant fella. I don't think he had a beard in his NFL days. No. No. But now he looks like a defensive coordinator. Arr, do it or I'll kill you. He's blitzing He's every play. Scottish again. This is the overtime. We have fun in the overtime. The overtime is bonus stuff. We've incorporated into the power chat. Um, like Purple Powerhouse got to ask all the Joe Hall overtime questions. By the way. Which I thought was perfect because he was a Purple Powerhouse. Let me just add, Let me just call out Coach Kleiman for the power chat. Oh, boy. I think he was trying to be too nice to his wife. What? I'm sure she's a fine cook. I'm sure she's an excellent cook. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but you're telling me you never eat out? You never never go just go have a nice dinner somewhere? Well, Come let's, on now. let's stop and look. Coach Snyder mentioned one or two times he stopped at Taco Bell. And now that's all we talk about. We make him sound like he was in line for a breakfast burrito as soon as they opened. Which he probably was. But that's not true. I mean, he had it. He had it occasionally. He was, you know, he was leaving work. They were still open. He was tired. He was hungry. He didn't think there was anything in the fridge. Stopped at Taco Bell a few times, and now we make it sound like he was an addict. I'm not saying like Coach Kleiman runs in McDonald's. Oh, that's what he does. That's where he loves to eat. But like, you can't tell me that he's never gone home on a night and just been like, "Honey, just like, let's just go out." Get something to eat. Let's let's stop here a second and think of the visual of the two men in their fifties on the set of the power chat. One of them stops at Taco Bell, McDonald's, and Wendy's. The other one, on the way home from work, throws up some bench presses. Coach Kleiman's a little bit jacked. He's a little bit younger than me. Hey, hey, there's a question about that. <laughs> Really? I love it. I love it. I hope you're a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com because the Power Chat is something completely different. It's an hour long. It was more than an hour, right? It was hour five, hour ten. 
chat with people, K-Staters, about them. Next week is Eric Stone Street. It doesn't have a whole lot to do with sports, but I think a lot of you are very curious about the life of Eric Stone Street, one of the biggest advocates for Kansas State Athletics. It's an hour. It's broken up into two. Let's let's yeah, clarify that. There's a part one and a part two. Great idea by Zach to make it more edible. Should we roll a clip right now to preview it? The Eric Stone Street? Yeah. Okay. Let's roll a clip. Let's do it. Well, first of all, you get to the set and you look around and you're like, wow, this is... Well, Ed O'Neill. Yeah. Freaking legend. Yeah, he's just hysterical. And great. I mean, anybody watching this, given where we are and who would watch this, I can tell you, you would love Ed O'Neill. Like, he is just like, he's our people. He has a pot roast in the crock pot, a bottle of wine open all the time. He collects knives. He's got a mace, an amazing knife collection. Well, like, like stabbing knives or kitchen knives? Killing knives. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, killing knives. But like really expensive knives. Like He's like, Eric, i got to show you this knife. I'm like, how much was this knife, Ed? He's like, it's pretty expensive. You know, I got him a hatchet as a gift, like this really cool custom hatchet. This the guy I know that's a mm-hmm. Navy SEAL. He has a company called Half Face Blades. You should check it out. Uh, gives money to Navy SEAL projects, but he makes these amazing tomahawks. And I got Ed, and he called me. He goes, Eric, I'm just walking around the house with this tomahawk. <laughs> He's like, I can't take it out. Of, I can't take it out of my hand. The purchase of this, the pur- I didn't know this. He taught me this. But when you hold a knife or anything, I guess, the way it feels in your hand is called the purchase. Never knew that. Cool, cool fact, right? Yeah. So he goes, the purchase on this tomahawk is unbelievable. I'm just walking around with this tomahawk. I love it. I, so can I hear just, him. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's great. Ed, Ed is phenomenal. He's such a good dude. Man, that was fancy. That was that was the real deal. That was like real radio. That's, I just think it's impressive that we got him to come in here, record a clip live, and then record the Power Chat live on Monday. Yeah, he just stopped yeah. in to say that. Just a funny story about Ed O'Neill. You know, <laughs> I, you know I, I didn't know. I learned something during the Power Chat. I joked that we should, I feel like we should run a clip of the life of pets, too. Yeah. <laughs> the secret life of pets, too. And he goes, you have to pay for that. I'm like, What? So when you go on the Tonight Show to promote your movie, you make them pay to promote your movie? How does that work? I wanted to ask him about that after. Be like, how does this work? I kind of wish maybe we, as you do it, maybe we should throw up a still of his character right then. I don't know. A A still of what? uh, I can't remember the Bud? No. He's the big. Dodge. He's the big goofy dog. He's the big, overweight, goofy dog. And we talk about the typecasting. We talk about all of his stuff from his career. From the time he left Kansas State, and actually some K-State stuff, to go to Chicago to work in improv, how he got to where he is now and his love of K-State. Do you it's all we, in the Power Chat next week. Do you think week. we could actually find a real photo we could use, Duke. like on Getty? He's Duke. Just Duke. From the, a screenshot from the movie, but it's on Getty. You think we could do that? I will go look. We will go look. <laughs> Be funny. The Eric Stone Street Power Chat. Exclusively at gopowercat.com for our subscribers next week. And then we got a couple more happening. And then another season late October, November, as basketball gets here. November would be ideal, but that might be a little too late. When's the first basketball game around the gates? Bring it on. 
I have no idea. There you go. Yeah, right from the source. <laughs> I don't really. Like, uh, <laughs> if that makes me bad, that makes me bad. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm having mine. I think it's early November, isn't it? Probably. Because I go to I go to uh, Vegas. That, did I say that the earlier second, in the show? No. Actually, I need to say that every mm, show. You go to Vegas. I go to Vegas uh, for that game, but that's, that's the, the Texas game. Writer. When's the Texas game? The ninth. Yeah, it's early November. Just keep talking. So, anyhow, we'll, we will have Coach Weber and Coach October Mitty. October 25th. Hopefully. Oh, wow. Yeah. On. So, we'll we'll start. It'll probably be the last two weeks of October, first two weeks of November. Um, and then we'll bring in a couple other guests. We want an ex-football player, an ex-basketball player, hopefully. We got it. Dude, we have a long list of people we want on the Power Chat. We got people that aren't even in your brain right now. That'll be fascinating. Nick Martini, for one. How about that? That was pretty dope. Got to add him to the Power Chat list. I hated to be the bearer of bad news. I was like watching that video. I was like, oh, that's awesome for Nick. And then I looked at the score, and I was like, oh, the Cubs were still winning by two. (laughs) That's one of those things that you won't even remember the score. That was truly about me, not the team. Yeah. That's cool to hit a home run in Wrigley. Your hometown, basically. Your family's all there wearing hideous... A's green. And yellow. Both They managed to make both colors hideous. That's an accomplishment. We're brought to you by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. The Overtime doesn't have a sponsor. Nobody wants to be associated with it. Wahoo would rather go out of business. <laughs> well, in all fairness, they were the second segment sponsor. Yeah. The high-low had the overtime, uh, which really fit the high-low. Yeah, it did. I don't know. We might have a sponsor this year. We might come up with a, a pretty good area sponsor. We'll see. Here's your question from Wabash Station. From KC number one, great interview with Kleiman on the Power Chat. Is there any chance we will see one with Gene Taylor? <laughs> well, we technically had it. <laughs> technically, the pilot was from Gene's <laughs> office last May. <laughs> the yeah. production of that versus the production of this makes it look like we had no idea what we were doing. You, well, eh. but that's what you do. You know, we were experimenting with long-form interview and how we wanted to do it. Um, but we didn't really. This is something I wanted to do. You just, and I, I make this sound like. Thank God Coach is out, but it's like we couldn't do it. I mean, Coach Snyder wasn't going to come in. We sure as hell wasn't going to get Skylar Thompson in in the studio. You can have him for 10 minutes in this room with other people making noise. You know, you just you couldn't do those things. And if you don't have football, it's what's, the, you know, that's your bread and butter. But, yeah, Gene Taylor's on the list. I probably won't be in 1.2. He might be 1.4 as the sports season winds down. Coach Snyder's on the list. We'll see if we can get him. Got a lot of people on the list. A lot of lists. Riley Gates is on the list. Riley Gates is not on the list. Uh, he will be part of a new series we're going to do uh, from the Aggie Lou called the Power Chump. <laughs> and we're just going to shotgun bush light. Can we stop talking about potential questions later on? Okay. Wait, what? I forgot. <laughs> This is news to me. Uh, I'll talk about Aggieville bars. Okay. Oh, Oh, yes. Uh, Next question is from Purple Poncho Villa. Who shot the bobcat in the studio? Is it Phil's cousin? (laughs) If it's Phil's cousin, they should have shot Phil instead. That's a good-looking bobcat. Yeah. A buddy of mine, Charlie, is an extension agent, and he's got land, and a bobcat was harassing his animals. I don't know if it was, like, dogs or sheep or, you know, if he has rhinoceros. 
Rhinoceros. Rhinoceri? Rhinoceri. <laughs> Maybe he has emus. Is that what you were going for there? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyhow, he trapped it and and uh, said, hey, did you still want a bobcat? This is a long time ago. I said, sure. And he goes, well, I'll take it up to the taxidermist. No, nah, I don't even know. It was a small town. Why I not? went by Rock Creek. I got to look at a map. Went by Rock Creek High School to get there. Long time ago. That that bobcat, Rocky, because he's posed on a rock, uh, has been in our office in Aggieville for a long time. And when we came down here, we were contemplating where to put him. And when we started to build the studio, Zach said, we should put him in the middle of the studio. So here's the problem, folks. All you OCD people, we put the sign for the power chat underneath Rocky because he's centered on the wall. That's the middle of the studio. But then when we put the furniture in, it's kind of off center. So now we got to move the sign, but Rocky ain't moving because he is anchored into into the good stuff. Fun fact about Rocky. I don't know if it was my dad or if it was like someone else. When I was younger cuz like that was in the office, Kites had or has a bobcat in there. Like a bunch of places have bobcats up. Somebody told me that the one that you had in the office, the one that's in kites, were all the old mascots, like when they had the live bobcat here. And I bought that, you know what? Touchdown 10. Until I was probably 16. And then I was like, I don't think that's true. I think that's a lie. I don't think Fitz has that kind of pull. <laughs> that would have been a good idea, actually. I want to know who the hell told me that. Uh but if K-State came to us and said, can we buy Rocky? I'd be like, please, get Phil out. I, Phil is hideous. He is uh, hideous. Well, you're selling my Rocky? Yes. How much? <laughs> <laughs> From K-Ned, did you find out Kleiman's lifting totals? It looks like he's thrown oh, up a plate or two. God. I didn't realize it until like he sat down. And I'm like, yeah, the dude's kind of stacked. I bet he can bench... I bet if he maxed, he could bench, like, 220. How many times can he lift 185? That's the combine total, right? Or no, that's that 225. 225, okay. Maybe 185 might be NBA. I bet, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I bet you he could do 220, because 225 is a lot of weight. Yeah. I can only do a couple. I bet you he could do it. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't want to insult him. Three times. Probably. Hmm. Yeah, he's put together. I think maybe that's why I dropped through Genesis this week to get pricing. You did? Yeah. What? I, I'm, yeah, Story well. time. I, you I, do a company thing? Because <laughs> I'd like to know before a free trial at another gym. <laughs> why? Ah, you know what? Let me check into that, actually. Let me check into that, but it, the yeah, they're building a Genesis. They're, they're building a. Yeah, that's exactly what we'll do. A brand new facility. Yeah, it's like right by my apartment. Oh my god, it's going to be huge. It's going to have a pool. It's going to be two floors. It's going to have a basketball court. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like a country club for weight loss. Wait, did you say this is right by your apartment where they're it's, building the new one? It's pretty close. You live closer to the old one. Much, much, much closer. closer. I don't think it's as yeah. much. Cl I don't. I really don't think it is. It's all I got to do is go around those two roundabouts and pop over the hill. 
Fitz and I have lived here for at least 26 years. I take that route every day right now, and I'm telling you, it's not that much different. You come in down Fort Riley Boulevard? Yeah. Huh. Like you go up scenic? Yeah. I'm not saying it's a significant difference, but it is I mean, if, definitely closer. If one took seven, the other might take nine. Okay. <clears throat> come on. So, I'm hopeful. Hopeful. I just can't work out right now. I'm no T. Maybe Coach Kleiman can get us into the veneer. I think the media should be allowed to work out in the facility. We should have a media combine. God. I don't want to brag, but I'd win. Darren Rovell running has haunted me <laughs> for a long time. His six-second 40, but it was on a 20-yard field. And he has no <laughs> knees. The man had his knees removed. Move on. From from, K, uh, from KSU number one, if you had the power to move one game on K-State's schedule, which one would it be? Swapping games is included as an option. Oh, man, that takes some thought. I would just move Nickel State to earlier. <laughs> what? So it can be done. Like play and then have a two bye weeks? No, not earlier on the calendar, earlier in the day. <laughs> oh. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing no. I've ever heard. No, I, I don't even want to move it on the schedule. You want to move the time of day. <laughs> yeah, I, let's let's kick it off at 11 and be done with that thing. And not trying to run the damn ESPN 3 stream when everyone else is playing on ESPN 3 and it crashes. I'd rather play. I'd like to take that... Uh, that Baylor game, I have two options. Okay. I'd like to take the Baylor game and put it where the Texas game is. So right before, it go, instead it would go Baylor, West Virginia, at Texas Tech. That would be a three-game stretch that I feel very comfortable with them in that stretch. Okay, or, so but, but I know what you're up to, buddy boy. By moving Baylor into the Texas slot and being a home game, you're going to Vegas. <laughs> I didn't even think about no, that. I'm sure you didn't. Oh, you don't want to. Or I or I take Oklahoma and I would make them the first Big Twelve game of the year because either A you get shellacked and you get out of the way, or B you catch Oklahoma early before they're running and and moving. Man, Riley put some thought into this. I'm gonna switch KU and Texas. Okay, so Texas is a week earlier and then KU's next because I want to be in Austin for the U.S. Grand Prix. It's all about us, people. I get to go to Oktoberfest this year, so I'm pretty happy. Like in Germany? Yes, real Germany Oktoberfest. Wow. You pay me enough to go to Germany Oktoberfest. I got two buddies that'll be there. No, Oktoberfest and Hayes. Close enough. It's a two-day event this year. How does that work? I don't know. Well, I guess fake Patty's Day's turned into a two-day event. Everyone comes in on Friday, drinks so much they can't function on Saturday. I think start early. From K-State Legion, what is the GPC staff power rankings for the bars in Aggieville? Oh, man, you're kind of asking the wrong guy here. Do we have to rank all of them? It was easier when we were in Aggieville because we were present around them. But, see, now there's two ways to look at bars in Aggieville. There's uh, food bars. Yeah, yeah like adult see, places. I'm, yeah. I'm taking food out of the equation. Simply, we're I want to go like, get a drink. But... There's still some caveats to that because, like, How many what kind of a with? drink am I getting? Am I just having a couple beers? Am I drinking? 
What am I doing? Are you going to house party? That's kind of the barometer Yikes. here. I feel like Johnny Cause is like on a scale of zero to ten. You're, that's like your five. That's like your the average. I think it that's where you should six start. because it's clearly on the other half of the. Okay, you're. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, Johnny Cause as a whole above a five. House party five. I don't know. House party's an eleven out of ten. That's insane. <laughs> um, I, I the way I look at them, or like anymore after after I turned like twenty one and the and the thought of like going to bars underage and sneaking around in there, not was not as fun anymore. Like cause tubbies these dance places, those places started to drop off and places like, uh, Porter's, uh, Salty Rim. Tanners, like O'Malley's. O'Malley's is O'Malley's. Okay, here's the thing with O'Malley's. When I turned 21, O'Malley's was kind of on the come up, and then as I got a little bit older, it's like everybody found out that O'Malley's was on the come up. And cool now, place. if you go to O'Malley's on a Saturday, you will wait in line outside. That's amazing. God, God rest Mike Trout, who was the owner, the primary owner of O'Malley's, and passed away. I'm glad his bar is thriving. And I put it this way: if I'm just going out. Having a couple of drinks, you know, maybe a beer or two, whatever. I'm and not not avoiding our sponsors, but I, I'm going to Porter's or I'm going to like Salty Rim because it's like a calm place, but still pretty cool on the inside. So those are kind of at my top. Those are like the cool college bars. Yeah, honestly, Lucha is three because I love Nancy's and they have some different drinks. That way, I'm not just getting whiskey and Coke everywhere I go. So then I guess that makes so long also in that discussion. Mm -hmm. Then I'm honestly putting Hilo in there because I I think that's one of the coolest places you could drink. I agree. I can't ever convince my friends to go with me, but I I think it's a really cool place to drink. It gets a different crowd for Aggieville. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. More Rockabelly's the I've never drank at Rockabelly in comparison. Rockabelly's a great place to drink. But I like Rockabelly. If you're old, I mean, I'll just list them off going down the street. I mean, you can find me if I go out, which is about once a month now. Um, Hilo, once in a while, so long. But if I'm over there, I'm usually at Taco Lucha because I love Mexican beer. Tanners, I mean, if games are going on, that's where you'll find me. A lot of times for lunch, that's where you'll find me. If I'm really rocking, you can maybe find me in Annie Mae's or... Dirty Dogs, where I fall down a lot because they've got that damn step in the middle of the bar. <laughs> it's dark and I'm blind and it's just sad. You fell inside? I've fallen inside three times in my lifetime. I thought you hurt yourself falling outside. The last time I, I rolled my ankle coming down the outside steps. Oh, thank God. I've fallen four times in Aggieville. It's all been at Dirty Dogs slash Bushwhackers because that was the big bar in the day. Slash Bushwhackers. Um... And then, you know, coming down the other side, once in a while, Rockabelly, Coca Bolos. Ooh, on, Coca Bolos. On, on occasion, uh, the bar across the Bluemont. See, there's so many ones that I forget about. It's like doing a power ranking on a podcast without thinking about it. Well, the problem with Aggieville is there are a lot of bars. There really are. There's a lot of places. If you want to go get drunk, you can do it. Everywhere at <laughs> anywhere that serves at, alcohol at Happy Family or whatever, not Happy what? Family. Uh, what is it? The ha- Chinese Happy place. Valley, Tasty, Happy no. Valley. Tasty, Tasty China, China House, House yeah. Maggieville. Can you drink there? Yeah, they got a bar. Hilarious, <laughs> got to do it. I had my first uh, 
carafe. Cara- what, what's the thing Coca Bola serves in the carafe? Carafe. It's a carafe. It's a carafe. Okay, like I a had giraffe, my first one of those, but a carafe. I broke one of those once. I'd never had those. I usually don't like what's served in them. Those are delicious. I don't like sangria. Yeah, what was? Like, what'd you get? We got a wildcat. Yeah, see now they're doing uh, this. lemonade one. That I, what was it like? Vodka. You're putting me on the spot there. Okay. But then there was one with tequila in it as well that we got. So oh, that's yeah. always a good idea. Sangria and margaritas are the only things I've ever known. Bro, that question got along. Yeah. Anyhow, you, uh, I don't know what your bar interests are. There, that's a great thing about Aggieville. I mean, I left off fats. Yeah. It's a fun place to go. That's your darts. dive bar. If you want to play darts, you go to fats. Go to fats. That's kites has got a new ownership. I I still have kites hatred built into my soul, but the new owner manager is awesome. It's the same guy that runs Mr. K's. That's why I don't have it anymore. Because yeah. it's just a building now. Just, I associate it with someone. I still don't go. I don't like going. That's I got so. drug in there on a lot of Wednesdays in college. <laughs> Karaoke night. Uh, that's a good reason not to go to any bar for me. Let's move on. From Adam K 63 if you were to pick a sport to play that's been on ESPN 8, the Ocho, which one would it be? <laughs> All right, let me preface this by saying I think that's the dumbest thing ESPN does, and ESPN does a lot of dumb things. Oh, I love it. But it's awesome. Someone gave them a marketing opportunity in a movie as a joke, and they ran, yeah, they ran they, with it. And, well, it took them 10 years to finally run with it, but they ran with it. See, I this gets back. I talked about this on Sports Talk yesterday. One of my dreams that I'll never have is a channel that will play in every bar in America that has TVs. And it's intended for every bar in America. And the ads are embedded on the screen. And you don't even have to have sound. Like I joked, I don't even know if we'd tape sound. You know, who cares what the announcers are saying? But it would be basically all of that stuff and stuff that we love watching, like uh, bull riding where guys get crunched and uh, the videos on YouTube where guys get racked. And, you know, the the old very sexist deep sea fishing with supermodels that was on ESPN a couple of years. Just, just stuff like that. Not poker, but maybe like... Uh, Full contact poker. I don't know how that works. My favorite was the school bus figure eight. Now I couldn't do it because I can't drive a I'd, school bus in a figure yeah. There's eight. like, but there's like eight of them out there. So it's like it's they're running into each other. Oh. So I left my apartment yesterday to come to the office when they were doing the cherry pit spitting. You like put I don't is it, like you had to eat everything but the cherry pit and then spit it as far as you could. And this dude was like adding loft to it and it like he had a he had a mathematical scientific formula to it Jeez. and as i'm looking at this list here there's a couple on here the pizza team trials seem interesting uh golden tea world championship See, sounds hilarious but for me but i'm serious if that's in a bar up playing on the corner yeah dudes are gonna watch it so for me i think i'd have to go with the lawnmower racing I missed that, like a riding lawnmower. I'm guessing. That's I'm freaking awesome. at the rundown here. That there was apparently like the pizza spinning championships, uh, juggling dodgeball. <laughs> what? Yeah, Jake and I were talking about that on WWE. There's juggling dodgeball. We got to juggle, and you're getting hit and throwing. Oh, there's a putt putt championship. That's old school, man. Yeah, I, that used to be on. Yes, that used there used to be a putt putt tour, like mm-hmm. professionals going around to different putt putts. 
Someone tweeted me, and they were like, I guess you missed the 5 a.m. axe throwing. And I said, I hope everybody missed the 5 a.m. axe throwing on the Ocho. <laughs> I did, you know, the Lumberjack games would be great for that channel. Uh, you know, the the stuff they put on, I those stupid shows that everyone watches because they're stupid where people are trying to run the obstacle courses and off the bouncy things and end up falling in the water. Please do not disrespect American Ninja Warrior. But that would be something that if you sat in a bar and you could wipeout. watch. Wipeout. Wipeout. TXC was better on Spike. I love it. I wish the Ocho was a permanent, real thing. And they, they just leaned into it and put it up so every bar in America could have it up. From KNED, since Chris Kleiman and Scott Frost are good friends, what are the chance of, chances of K-State versus Nebraska again? Arrowhead specifically? Their 2020 non-con... Uh, Non-con sucks. Uh, buy out Vandy and do it is what he says. Well, no, I want Vandy. I want to. I want to beat an beat SEC him. team. <laughs> if I'm K State, I want to beat an SEC team. But it, they might be friends. But let's just lay it out there on the table. Nebraska is too full of itself to ever play another Big Twelve school because the way they look at it, unless it's Texas or Oklahoma, the way Oklahoma. they look at it is what's there to gain and everything to lose. It, it was like playing Wichita State before Wichita State started winning some basketball games. Yeah. There was nothing to gain. There was everything to lose. But this is different because Nebraska is not what Nebraska thinks it is. You'll it's never Nebraska's be fault. They're, they're pretentious. They'll never be what they were, ever. They just yeah switching conferences doomed them. They're playing at Oklahoma in 2021 and I, I Oklahoma said, in 2022. I said other than Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you're right. They won't play K-State. I'd love it. I'm sorry to break your heart. They're playing Colorado again. They're re- they're reviving Nebraska that rivalry. Yeah. So who came out? Was it was it Tom Osborne? No. Someone came out the other day and they were like, "Yeah, the Nebraska Colorado rivalry. That thing was kind of fabricated." And I'm like, "Oh." So I need to go find that story and read it and see what that was all about. From Contra Cat, what pregame changes are on your must-have list? Okay. Moving the ice cream cabinet closer to the media. <laughs> that's an all game, not just a pregame. Yeah, that's true. Um I like the I like Willie doing the KSU thing. I think it gets the whole crowd into it all together. That's really cool. But they gotta do something different. I don't know if it's take him to the top of the press box and have him do it up there. I don't know if it's have him do it on Vin- like wherever, it's getting very old. He just comes running in on the little runway where the EMS comes in, or, or through the tunnel. Now I guess that's changed. He comes running in the tunnel, runs through the band. He's at midfield, and he does. Like they got to energize it. They got to juice it up somehow. Like it's magic, getting a little bit ridiculous. Magic trick, like a puff of smoke and all the things there. Sure, I like it. It was like when they had to. Ta- I understand they had to take away the tackle thing. That makes sense. But just having him run to the middle and do it is a little bit old. Ducks. I hope they move the band on the field for when they run out and do something different. There's a rumor that they are getting rid of that. I like, don't know. The whole thing? Like the band's not going to be on the field? I don't know. They won't have the, the band, band tunnel. The they won't have the band tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Yeah, like that might be happening. They'll definitely have the band on the field. There's no way they wouldn't. Yeah. Why not incorporate Willie and the band with the KSU? Like... 
almost like remember old basketball. The end of the game, the cheerleaders would go do the the dance around the circle. Like the band is around the power cat and Willie's in the middle. How long ago was this? So that's our field house. Okay. Yeah. This would explain why I don't remember. I hope they put a wrap on the garage door. And that it's not just a steel garage door. Put something on. Like a turkey bacon wrap? Or leave it open during the game. Hungry? Yeah. I have actually turkey just bacon wrap. Slap a power cat on open. there or something like I don't care. It it looks hideous. Both of the garage doors. There's one on the other side too that you don't see. Just leave it open. Or put something on it. Like change it every week so like it says nickel state sucks. If if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's had it. Let's let's interpret that. That was okay, jackass, whatever. <laughs> and give me back my smoke. Uh-huh. Yeah, smoke back. That'd be nice. Uh, I am told the new video is going to be awesome. And that, they will not tell details. So now I've got awesome in my head. And if it's anything less than awesome, I'm going to, I'm going to tweet about it. (laughs) I'll show them. I I will send out a tweet. That was something that 18 to 19 year old me thought was effective. I will send an angry tweet. Next question is from Sko Katz. Which player on the football team would you see having a fitting personality as a bachelor slash bachelorette contestant? Dalton Schoen would be on the bachelorette, but he would not be the bachelor. He would be a contestant on the bachelorette. Denzel. Uh, Denzel would be the bachelor. Yeah, Absolutely. Look at his eyes. Oh, my God. You could throw Justin Hughes on The Bachelorette. Quiet, Hubert. <laughs> the Bachelorette. It's funny because <laughs> there, there was a guy on this season, and he's on Paradise now. His name's John Paul Jones, and he has hair like Wyatt Hubert. And it's like, I feel like their personalities would be the same. It's like everything's kind of a joke. This dude wears a Speedo in Paradise. Like, I kind of picture that being Wyatt Hubert. So, yes, Wyatt Hubert can join the show as well. Yeah, in your paradise, Wyatt Hubert wears Speedos. That would have been a really good way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Last question of the podcast from Ricky Ticky Tavi. If the mascots of the Big 12 were to get into an Anchorman-style brawl, who comes out on top? Okay, we're we taking away win. the musket. We're taking away the yeah, musket. That's unfair. No yeah. gun shoot. I'm looking so, at you. Pistol Pete loses. Pistol Pete <laughs> The no, Texas Tech. There's no weapons of any kind. It's a straight-up fight. And if you have gloves on of sort, I think you're allowed to take them off. Oh, no, you're not. Whoa. No, you're not. Okay, well, then Willie is at a very unfair advantage. Bingo! He's part man, part wildcat, all badass. All are creepy. they their mascots, or are they... The do they inside. Do, well, no, do they get... Their attributes, like uh, like the bear. Is the bear, does he get his bear advantages? Does he have claws? Does he have claws? <laughs> I don't even know how you would. I, I don't know because what a sooner would, is at I that point. So the bear. It's like, is the sooner the horse or is he a wagon? Yeah. Well, they do have a stuffed horse right. person. But, but what is the. What is the most punchable mascot? I say the horse. Uh, little J. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Baby J. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Half J. <laughs> Who the hell puts a half on their mascot? Make it zero, make it one, make it 99. I don't care. Don't give them half. That's the dumbest thing ever. 
Hey, it's an over-under on wins. My apologies wow. to the to the probably very nice girl that is in that suit at all times. Because it is a female. Same with the Longhorn. They have a female Longhorn? No. The Longhorn's a girl, too. What? It's like four foot nine. Huh. Is this real? I don't know. It definitely wasn't four foot nine when they came here in 2012, and I'll prove it to you. I have a picture with Bevo. I don't think it's called Bevo. Yeah, he was. I think it's called Hook'em. He was definitely Bevo at one point. Here's my dream, though. When Kansas State plays West Virginia, I want Scotty Hazleton to walk up to the the Mountaineer with his beard. Yeah, you were five foot then. I was five foot eight, you dick. I'm talking. (laughs) Stare down the Mountaineer and just (laughs) shove him to the ground. (laughs) My beard's better than your beard. I'm going... Wow. I'm going with Super Frog. I can't leave my microphone alone today. You just touch. I'm, I'm going with Super, Super Frog. Frog's kind of badass. If those, if you actually took on Have attributes, you seen his calves. Well, yeah. he, he could shoot blood out of his eyes. I'm not sure what that would do, but it'd probably startle you. Freak it the would, crap out of you is what it'd do. I'd run. He has he has stain little, everybody's clothes. He has little claws <laughs> on his arm. I'm going with Super Frog. Super Frog's my favorite Big Twelve mascot. I will stain your clothing. Go with Sickum. Is that his name? Sickum? No, it's uh, Bruiser. Oh, Bruiser. That's it. Okay, yeah. Bruiser. Oh, Bruiser. Bruiser. Sigh. Dude, Sigh would be the first out. Someone would knock one of his teeth out. Yeah. Bruiser, Sigh. Big J, Willie. Big J. Uh, Boomer and Sooner. <laughs> Pistol. Super Frog. I feel like Pistol Pete, him being plastic and his head being oversized, it would, be a, it would take a lot. I think that... You couldn't to, run from anybody. Well, yeah. What I'm saying is you'd have to go, like, all nine of them, the others, would probably take out Pistol Pete first since his head is so big. they yeah. just, like, knock him out first. they just kind of push him in the chest and he'd fall over. Yeah. That head would... The guy would suffer a concussion when he hit the ground. Like, if he fell over, he couldn't get back up. Head, head would shatter. Yeah. Here's my advice, though. If you have this showdown and Bruiser the Bear wins, do not, do not invite him to your house party afterwards. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.